You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy draft day to everyone out there in King's world. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. We'll talk about Rock Auto a little more later, but we are almost there. The draft is tonight. By the time you wake up in the morning on Wednesday, you will know exactly who the Kings have picked. It really is a coin flip. Everything that I'm hearing is, it is coming down to basically 50-50 for Byfield and Stutzla, and I won't be sad with either of them. I I can see the, the case being made for either of those guys to be the Kings pick at number two. And we will find out eventually who that player is going to be and get to get a better idea of what the Kings are going to look like next season because whoever they pick is conceivably someone who could slot right in uh, to the NHL uh, in the upcoming season. So we are we are ready to go. We are primed for the draft and for any draft day shenanigans, trades, and players being moved and all sorts of stuff is all going to happen tonight at the first round of the draft. On today's show, I've got some more contract news for you. And then I'm talking with Jack Bushman from Locked on Blackhawks about Olimata uh, because he is now going to be a Los Angeles King and wanted to get the perspective of someone who has seen him play uh, most recently. Uh, Mata, of course, spent most of his career with the Penguins until he was acquired by the Blackhawks last season. Uh, so that is on today's show. I want to make sure that you know about the live draft reaction show that we are going to be doing tonight for Locked on NHL. I'm going to be on the show uh, doing a little hit at around 6.20 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I will be jumping on to talk about the King's pick and to break down anything that Rob Blake and company do on draft day. So that's going to be 6.20 p.m. Pacific around there. But really, you should tune in for the whole thing. It's going to start at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time, hosted by Chris Maselli from Locked on Avalanche and Cal Demetrius from Locked on Sharks, who has no picks to worry about today. So he has plenty of time to, to chat with all of us on the show. Make sure you're following the Twitter for the Locked on NHL show. That is our national show. It is available at Locked on NHL Pods. Uh, that's where the link will first appear for you to uh, tune into the live stream. Uh, there's usually a couple different options. There's a YouTube option. There's a Twitch option. Uh, so whatever platform you most like watching streaming things on, uh, you can watch it on there. I, of course, will also share the link on my Twitter at Right Said Sarah and the Locked on Kings Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Uh, so make sure to give both a follow if you aren't already and don't miss out on our live draft reaction show uh, starting tonight, 6 p.m. Pacific uh, after the draft has had a little bit of time to get underway. Yesterday, we talked about the milestone that the Kings had reached, which was one year to the day of the opening night of the 2019-20 season. And here we are, you know, just doing the draft. Today is a different anniversary. Uh, October 6th, 2006 is when Andrzej Kopitar made his NHL debut. He was the first Slovenian in NHL history and scored two goals, of course, on his opening night, 
became the third Kings rookie at that time to record a multi-goal game in his NHL debut. So I can't believe that it has been that long since Andre Kopitar has been in the league since 2006, still going strong, still, you know, the best player on the team. So uh, congratulations to Andre Kopitar for his great longevity in the league and looking forward to getting another great season out of him whenever we start. Before we talk about the contract news, there was one tweet that I saw, speaking of the draft, that was a little bit interesting. It came from Frank Saravelli uh, from TSN, uh, who reported that there has been some talk, some chatter about the Rangers moving the number one pick. Uh, there have been lots of phone calls to the Rangers GM, Jeff Gordon, about the availability of the number one pick, including a ask from the Kings interested in swapping the number one and number two picks. Now, do I think this would happen anyway? I mean, first off, the, the end result is no, the Rangers have zero intention of trading the number one pick. But if you aren't picking up the phone and making that call to Jeff Gordon to say, what would it take to get that pick out of you? Especially knowing that, you know, a high scoring winger is not necessarily the Rangers' biggest position of need. You better be picking up that phone as a GM. So regardless of the fact that this appears to be going nowhere, um, at least there is some reports of everyone, including Rob Blake, doing their due diligence, picking up the phone and giving a call to the Rangers to see what it would take. I would just love to know what they would want for, for that pick, what the Kings in a hypothetical world would have had to throw in to make that swap to move up to the number one pick. But alas, it looks like we will never know. It is interesting though that there is the hint that the Kings did make a phone call to inquire about what it would take to move up to that number one spot. Obviously, of course, they'd be picking Alexei Lafreniere with that number one pick, which in, in some ways makes me curious as to whether or not they're actually leaning more towards picking Tim Stutzla because Lafreniere is a winger. Uh, he's not a center. I'm sure that he is smart and gifted enough that you could put him at center if you wanted to, but he is officially listed as a winger. And if that is what they're looking for, if they are looking for a elite scoring winger, then maybe Stutzla is the direction that they go in if that is what their priority is, or they were just calling just, you know, to do their jobs and see if there was maybe the chance to make make a change there. But again, no, no indications that this is actually going to happen. Uh, the Rangers have no intention of moving their number one pick, and uh, we will be overjoyed no matter what with the number two pick. So that's the big fun rumor, I guess out in the world tonight. More Kings news in just a minute though. Let's talk first about rockauto.com. The other day it was raining. I got in my car, had to go somewhere, turned on the wipers to, you know, clean off the windshield and the back window so I could see. And turns out my back windshield wiper is basically disintegrating, which is something I should probably take care of sooner rather than later. Sooner, especially because winter is coming here in the Midwest and I'd like to be able to see out of the back window of my car. Instead of going to, you know, a million different auto parts stores or looking online at a bunch of different websites, I decided to go look at rockauto.com and the prices to replace those windshield wiper blades are so low on rockauto.com. Instead of the 
you know, frankly, overpriced amount of money I'm going to spend going to a, a car parts store. Uh, I could find windshield wiper blades for like three bucks on there. So rockauto.com really means it when they say that prices are always reliably low and they have everything that you could possibly need for your car, even something simple like windshield wipers. You don't have to be a mechanic. You don't have to be someone who is trying to rebuild a whole car to shop at rockauto.com. They have everything you need and you know that you're going to be getting the best price possible. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or your truck. It is super easy to navigate. Uh, you just look by the make, the model, the year, and it spits out all the stuff that you could need. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. And if you're looking to save time and save money, you should also be looking into DoorDash because you probably have a million things to do right now every single day of the week. You've got a huge to-do list all of the time, so give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food that you are craving right now, right to your door. Whether it is a local restaurant or a national chain like Chipotle or Wendy's, you can go on DoorDash right now and find it and have it sent directly to you. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep all of our communities safe so your food will be left directly outside of your door. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, so just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will come directly to you. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The other contract news, of course, as usual, came down right as I was wrapping up editing the show for yesterday. Uh, I reported about the Matt Luff contract, which at the time wasn't officially announced by the team, but had been reported on by enough sources who were usually in the know that I was like, all right, we can chat about this. Uh, but later that day, the Kings announced officially the Matt Luff deal, which is a one-year contract, average value of $700,000, uh, two-way contracts. So will make less money in the AHL if he gets to gets sent down there. Uh, the Kings also came to a deal with Mikey Asimont, who is a, a, a forward for who has played the past couple seasons with the Ontario Reign, uh, has played 122 games with the Reign, uh, previously played NCAA hockey at St. Cloud State. Again, the St. Cloud to Los Angeles pipeline is real. Uh, Esamont signed basically the same exact deal that Luff did, so $700,000 average value, uh, two-way deal. Uh, Esamont is someone who I think really did what I wanted to see from someone in his second season. I talked yesterday about how Sheldon Rempel really just didn't make that jump, didn't have a better second season than he did first season. And that is the big contributing factor as to why he, uh, according to some some reports, is not going to be getting a qualifying offer from the Kings. Esamont, on the other hand, really buckled down, really took 
everything that he learned his first season to heart and came back and had a much stronger second season uh, with the Ontario Reign and is now someone who I could see getting a call up to the Kings if, you know, they need an extra body to go on a road trip or they need uh, someone to fill in on their bottom six or something. I, I think that he could be someone conceivably as the the next man up, let's say, and has done very well in his time with the Reign and I think would deserve that kind of call up. And uh, so I'm excited that they brought him back for another chance to see what they have in him. So that is uh, the biggest news from the Kings. Uh, Esimont, by the way, is 24 years old. He had 28 points last year in 56 games with the Reign, 12 goals. Uh, and on a Reign team that at some times struggled to score and very often struggled to win games, uh, I think that his increased production is uh, is is definitely not something to to look away from or whatever. He is a player who I would keep an eye out for as sort of a dark horse candidate to get some time in the NHL this season uh, and is someone who, you know, if the opening is they need someone to play fourth line wing and I have Alex Tricot and Mikey Esamont down in the AHL, I'm going to pick Esamont to come up and fill that spot over Turcotte, who I don't think is going to be suited for the kind of checking line role. And, you know, that's not the best use of him or his development. So Esamon is definitely the kind of player who could help fill in those gaps for the Kings in that bottom six if the need arises. So new deals for Mikey Esamon and Matt Luff. Um, I believe the only other RFAs who still need new deals are Boko Imama and Austin Strand. Uh, both of those guys are going to need new deals. Again, this is assuming that the report that Sheldon Rempel, Chaz Redkop, and Cole Keller all were not going to receive qualifying offers. Uh, I would expect something to get done with Imama and with Strand. Uh, Strand is someone who has been also kind of making great leaps each year in his performance, and whether or not he continues making those leaps to become an NHLer uh, is a different story, but has become pretty good at the AHL level and continues, like I said, to improve every year. Uh, Boko Imama has really carved out a role for himself on that team as as kind of the tough guy. But this past year, I think, really took his game up a level and scored a little more, contributed a little more on the ice, not just being on there to be physical, but starting to make more smart plays of you know, making a hit to make a play or taking a hit to make a play. Uh, so if you had asked me a couple seasons ago, you know, should the Kings give Boko Imama a new contract when his was up, I probably would have said no, but he has been working really well with the rain and working really hard to improve his game to, to make him someone who is more than just the healthy scratch every other game. So expect new deals for them, or at least news of qualifying offers being made to both of those guys sometime in the near future. Qualifying offers are due Wednesday tomorrow. So teams still have a little bit of time uh, to make any decisions and some of the deals that they want to send out. So that is all of our contract news, our looming contract news for those guys. And now for the, the fun part of the show, I guess we are looking a little bit more at Olimata, who the Kings acquired over the weekend in a trade for Brad Morrison. Uh, it, it was a cap dump for Chicago. For the Kings, they 
got to move out a prospect in a contract that they didn't really have a future for with the organization. Uh, so I talked to Jack Bushman from Locked on Blackhawks, our host there, all about Olimata and his performance last season and what the Kings can expect. So right now, let's turn it over to Jack Bushman from Locked on Blackhawks, all about the Kings' newest defenseman. So as we talked about on the show, the Kings made a trade. They finally got their veteran left defenseman who they had been well known to be looking for basically since the end of the season. And they found it in Olimata from the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, made a trade, kind of a minor deal for the Kings, sending uh, Brad Morrison, who was a minor leaguer uh, over the other way and sort of a cap dump for Chicago. And so I figured... I would talk to the person who knows Olimata's recent performance the best. So I've got Jack Bushman from Locked On Blackhawks here to kind of give me the scoop on Olimata. So what was your general perspective on his performance uh, this past season with the Blackhawks? Of course, adapting to a new team after spending so many years with Pittsburgh and adapting to a new team that maybe wasn't always so great at defense all the time. Well, first, Sarah, thank you for having me on the show. Always a pleasure. As for Oli Mata, it was kind of an up and down regular season. He did have some lapses defensively where you'd be watching on television. You're like, what is, what is this guy doing? But at the same time, he was probably more, he was probably better offensively than a lot of people expected him to be on the third defensive pairing, especially in the postseason. in the playoffs. He was arguably the Blackhawks' top player. He was a plus seven, almost a point-per-game guy, which if you know anything about Ole Mata, he's not a point-per-game defenseman, but he was playing like it in the playoffs. So he ended the season on a high note, and that's why it was kind of tough to see the Blackhawks make this trade. Ole Mata always performs well in the playoffs, a two-time Stanley Cup champ with Pittsburgh, played well for the Blackhawks, as I just said. A lot of veteran experience. So it's tough to see him go to Los Angeles. If the Blackhawks had the cap space, he's someone who you could see as a luxury on the third defensive pairing. But given given the Blackhawks' current cap situation, there was just no way to keep Ole Mata on this team. And that's tough because, as I said, he played so well for us in the playoffs. And I really thought we had something there on the third defensive pairing, but we could just use that $3.5 million that we got by trading him to Los Angeles. We could just use that in a way more efficient way this offseason, Sarah. What do you think his biggest strengths were uh, in in playing with with the Blackhawks on that pairing? Uh, where 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 did he excel uh, over the season? So I think a lot of people know Ole Mata is not the fastest defenseman on the back end, as the NHL seems to get faster and faster every year. He's kind of had a hard time keeping up with the pace, but he he's a clean defender in his own zone. He he's very good at making the first exit breakout pass. Uh, he established some good chemistry on the third pairing with Slater Cuckoo this season. Those two guys really connected well. And if he can find another defensive partner like that in Los Angeles who he, he can rely on and have some trust in, I think he's a very good player when he's playing with confidence. He's good at moving the puck in the defensive zone, behind the net, breakout passes. That, that's really where he excels because he's not, he's not the type of guy who's going to take the puck 200 feet himself. He just doesn't have the speed to do that in today's NHL. What do you think they need to do to set him up for success? Is, is it really all about who he gets paired with uh, whenever he's out there on the ice? So I think he, he's someone that could be a minute eater for you guys. I know you talked about your weakness on the left side. On the right side, you have Drew Doughty and Sean Walker, guys, guys like that. On the left side, I think you're going to probably ask him to play some significant minutes. So that might be a little bit 
that might be asking a little much from Olimata. I'm not sure he's a solidified top four guy, but he also was very good on the penalty kill. I think that's where he's gonna gonna help you guys out a lot. He's a really good shot blocker. He's a big body. He's not afraid to play physical, but at the same time, if you don't have an adequate partner with him, I'm not sure he's he's someone you can really lean on to play 22, 20 minutes and, and be your guy. So I, I am a little bit worried, but overall, it's just the defensive makeup of the Kings. It's not really so Olimata himself. We've got more information on Olimata coming up next. First, don't forget to tune into Locked on NHL tonight for our live draft reaction show. Again, make sure you're following at Locked on NHL pods on Twitter. Make sure you're also following this show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings to get the link for the live stream to see us all on your little computers or your phones talking about the draft. Another thing I want to talk to you about is Built Bar because I'm probably honestly going to eat a Built Bar before I have to go on the show because it's going to be late. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to need some energy and I'm probably going to be a little hungry because that's about the time that I'm having my, you know, late evening snack. So Built Bar is going to be there for me. It is delicious. It is good for you. It is covered in 100% chocolate. It is soft. It's easy to chew. It comes in great flavors. And it is basically the best protein bar that you could possibly imagine. It is great for people who are health conscious, who are looking for a delicious treat that is still going to be good for them. It's low in calorie, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber, and again, tastes absolutely delicious. Go to builtbar.com right now, check it out, see what they have to offer and use promo code locked on. You'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. I also want to tell you about Roman because it's not easy for a lot of people to talk about the issue of erectile dysfunction. Usually people brush it off, they make excuses, they make jokes, they blame themselves, or they just try to not talk about it at all. But Roman makes it easy to talk about it and have these conversations. And you're talking with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. The whole process is simple, it is safe, it is totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home, your computer. You don't have to go anywhere. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Getting started is super simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash locked on NHL. If they can't find a good person to put him with, it's more about kind of sheltering him at even strength and then letting him out there on the penalty kill to kind of do what he has been the best at recently. Exactly, because his speed is going to hold him back. He's never going to be a huge playmaker. He's never going to be someone who's making all the pretty plays, but he's someone who goes to the dirty areas. He's not afraid of contact. He'll stick his nose in anywhere, make a hit where he has to. He's just not someone that you, you want on the ice carrying the puck in, 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 in too big of situations. He, he's not a top-line guy, and that, that's where I have some concerns with Los Angeles because I think he is going to see some big minutes there. But overall, he, he is a solid stay-at-home defenseman. The, the only concern, as I said, is that he, he may have to play a little bit larger of a role than he did in Chicago. And at, at, with today's NHL, I don't know if he's ready for that just because yeah. of his lack of speed. Yeah, the Kings have done kind of a adequate job of turning big, slow defensemen into at least something serviceable. They've got uh, Curtis McDermott on the team, who mm-hmm. for years I was like, why, why, why is this guy here? And 
He's one some one of those guys who everyone in the room loves him. The guys love playing with him. You know, he's a big guy, not afraid to drop the glove, whatever. Um, and but I still was like, oh, this is such a waste of time. But over the past year, especially with Todd McClellan, they really worked a lot with him on positioning and on making smart plays like at the blue line. And there have been a couple of times where I watched him and I was like, wow, holy crap, like this is a different guy than I saw, you know, the past couple of years. And I, I feel like that could be sort of a good model too for what they do with Olimata of, okay, we know you're not fast enough to get in and break up this play or disrupt this this thing from happening. But if we can work with him on here's where you're supposed to be, get there and then stay there. Uh, you know, they, they could kind of set him up for a little bit of success that way. I agree. Of, of compensating for the speed by making sure that, you know, because I, I think that by all accounts, he is a pretty smart hockey player. He just yeah. doesn't have the feet anymore or maybe ever really <laughs> to, to keep up with the game. I, I feel like he had a, like a couple good seasons in Pittsburgh and then had so many injuries and everything where he just got real slow, real fast. Yeah, it, it was a it was a tough decline for him because he played so well for Pittsburgh in those back-to-back Stanley Cups. He was a number three, number four guy. You look at his average time on ice. He was playing 19, 20 minutes a game for Pittsburgh during those playoffs. And obviously, he was playing well. <laughs> it worked for Pittsburgh. They won back-to-back Stanley Cups. So obviously, there's something there. And you bring up a good point because Ole Mata, a lot of people look at him as, as a veteran at this point in his career. He's only 26 years old, mm-hmm. so... I still think there is time for him to adapt his game. He's not someone that, you know, has been playing in the league for 10 years and has just been playing the same mm-hmm. style. I think he's, he's probably aware of his struggles. I'm sure that's why he's landed on two different teams in the matter just over a year. So I, I'm sure he probably knows he has to make some adjustments. And if he's willing to do so, like you said, Los Angeles has had some success in the past with those kind of players. So there's no reason to believe that they can't do the same with Ole Mata in 2020, 2021. Yeah, there was a article in The Athletic that was talking about prime candidates for buyouts this year, and Ali Mata was one of them, and Chicago ended up, ended up making a better deal for themselves by sending him to L.A. instead. But they described him basically as, like, just another guy on the blue line, which I feel like is accurate uh, based on the number of Blackhawks games that I saw or went to in person and was like, who's that? Oh, Ali Mata, like, you, you're here. You know, so you, you forget that he's there, and... For the Kings, like that's kind of just what they need is they just need a guy to be there in yeah. eight minutes. Like they're not they're not going to win a Stanley Cup. They're you know they're not even they're maybe a bubble team. So I, I think it, for them from their perspective, it's more about we needed a veteran guy who who knows how this league works, and so we don't have to set all of our rookies or guys with like three games of NHL experience. You know, set them loose. Yeah. So you know, I, is I, he the best? No, but if you need a body, you know, there you, could you go. Do worse. You could do worse. And yeah. I think I think a lot of people just don't recognize or don't really notice Ole Mata on the ice because he doesn't make any flashy types of plays. Mm-hmm. And then he did for the Blackhawks in this postseason, and all of a sudden he's looking like he's a very serviceable NHL defenseman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I think you're you're exactly right there. He's he's just another guy that could kind of fly under the radar and when he when he's playing great no one's really talking about it. So what, only when his name's being brought up is usually when he's committing a horrible turnover right. or he just got torched in transition by Connor McDavid or something. So, <laughs> Which, it, it, like, 
everyone gets torched by Conor yeah. McDavid. <laughs> Come on. But like when it's Ole Mata and you know he's slow, everyone's like, right. God, is he slow. <laughs> I mean, there's like compilation clips of Drew Doughty getting torched by Conor McDavid literally every game. And like he talks about it. He talks right. about like how frustrated he gets by getting beat by McDavid all the time. So, you know, I, 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 I feel like he never about the great assault. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. That happens to the best of them. Happens to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I think that it's a move that really isn't going to move the needle too much for either team. You know, the, the Blackhawks got some cap space back. The Kings don't have to worry about making a deal with another veteran defenseman. And, you know, both teams basically kind of gave up something that they didn't particularly need anymore anyway. Right. So yeah. I, I think it, it'll work out. In yeah, one way or another. Everyone yeah, got what they wanted. I think this is a deal that can work for both sides. The Blackhawks needed a shed cap space, and the Kings were needing a left-handed defenseman. And Olimata, he he can he can play. Like just because the Blackhawks were trying to get rid of him so actively doesn't mean he's not a good defenseman. Mm-hmm. It was just because of the cap situation. So I really do believe this is a deal that can pan out for both sides. And if Olimata can gain some momentum and keep playing the way he did for the Blackhawks in the playoffs last year, that's going to be a very solid trade for the Los Angeles Kings and their defense for next season. We'll see what happens when next season starts, whenever that ends up being. I feel like now they're they're talking like January instead mm-hmm. of December. So I don't I don't know when it's gonna happen, but we'll we'll see. We'll see if they shove him next to Drew Dowdy and then how quickly they realize <laughs> if that was a mistake. Uh, and what they do after that. <laughs> I bet I bet that's going to be his first move. It's like, all right, you go play with Drew. We'll see how slow and adequate you really are. Right. And then <laughs> that gets like four games. And then they're like, oh, you know what? Just let's, let's, let's move you a little bit. Oh, we're going to have to give you like 15 minutes, buddy. He's like, can I go home? <laughs> hey, at least it's nice in L.A. Cheryl yes. Winter. He's never yeah. played anywhere warm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No snow. No, no Chicago winters, so I, I feel like that's a pretty good selling point for him, too. <laughs> hey, and, and, and maybe a bright future. You guys got the second pick tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, like Jimmy Stutzel. Yeah, that's I, I keep hearing that. More people are are saying that's kind of what the, the insiders are saying. There's, there's not too much noise from the usual Kings media, and, and the people who are talking about it are kind of divided. There's some people who are still saying Byfield. I'm going to be happy either way. Either of those guys, Byfield or Stutzel, like I think are going to be really great additions and could possibly play in the NHL next season again, whenever that happens. So I, it's a fun time to, to, to be watching the Kings. It just means that people have to stay up late and <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little tough. But what, the draft's up, is that at 4.30 in the afternoon for you guys today? I think so, yeah. That's actually yeah. nuts to think about. Every time I have to do math for, for time zones, I'm like, oh man, that's so, like, you guys, you're all, everyone's still working out here. <laughs> yeah, right? That is, you guys are probably yeah. going to be on the clock when everyone's yeah. going off work. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, as you said, I'm sure you're going to get a, a really solid player at number two, whether it's Tim Stutzler or Quentin Byfield. I think you walk away from the 2020 NHL draft as happy as can be. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. Well, there's always a way, like, Rob Blake gets on his Zoom <laughs> and accidentally, like, panics and names <laughs> some other kid. But yes, I, right, like, I don't think that's going to happen or, like, <laughs> makes a trade or something. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a big step forward for the, the Kings in trying to to finish this rebuild and become competitive again. And the, whoever they pick is automatically going to jump into like my top three prospects for the yeah, game. Yeah, of course, so of course. It's going to be fun, and I'm I'm excited to see what everyone does. 
I am excited as well. I'm as interested as you to see who the Kings select at number two. <laughs> right, they could mess up the whole draft for everyone else, depending oh, on. Oh, I hope not. Who they pick. <laughs> well, thanks for jumping on the show and giving me some some thoughts on Olimata, the insider information from watching the Blackhawks all season. For anyone who wants to keep up with your work, who wants to check in on the enemy, as we we could say, uh, where can they find you and your show out there on the internet? Awesome. Well, you can find the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast on Twitter at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks. You can also find my personal account on Twitter at Jack Bushman 2 or my Blackhawks account, if some of you are interested in the Blackhawks, at Talkin' Hockey. Uh, but Sarah, let's let's have some good picks in the first round of this 2020 NHL draft, and let, let's get the Kings and Blackhawks back to relevance in the Western Conference. Yeah, I'm looking forward to someday, someday another Western Conference final. Just I'm looking forward to it too. Crossing my fingers. Yeah, <laughs> Trudeau might well. be forty, but you know, <laughs> so him and Seabrook will still be playing minutes. Oh God, <laughs> what a disaster! Oh, that's going to give me nightmares tonight. Twenty twenty-five. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for that nightmare imagery. I'm not. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me, Sarah. It was definitely fun. I appreciate it. That is all for today's show. Tomorrow, we're going to be back to talk about what happened in the first round of the draft. You will hear all about the player that we select in the first round of the draft and any other moves that the Kings may make on draft day or, you know, any other moves that our nemesis teams might be making on draft day. We will find out all about it on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Los Angeles Kings. So make sure you don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed to the Twitter at Locked on LA Kings, my Twitter at Right Said Sarah, the Locked on NHL Twitter at Locked on NHL Pods, all those places, great places to find out the latest, greatest information. And of course, always get links to the shows. Make sure you're subscribed to the show as well, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends all about it, especially now that we are getting back into actual legitimate hockey news. There's going to be a ton to talk about. The Kings are going to draft a whole bunch of new kids over these two days of the draft, and we're going to have a lot of new players and prospects to learn about, and I'm excited to bring that to you. Draft time is honestly one of my favorite times of the year. I love prospects. I love hockey development, and this is going to be super exciting. So make sure you're subscribed, get your friends to listen, leave a rating or a review if you're enjoying what you're hearing, and tomorrow we're going to find out who our number two pick is. Until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.